When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know the difference between hockey and those other sports? You gotta be tough to be a hockey player. I idolized Dominic Kaczyk. I played goalie because of Dominic Kaczyk. My life in hockey has been started because of Sabres hockey. I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it. But when you screw up for the fans as much as the team has over the last, like, five years, and just don't hold yourself accountable, I'm sorry, I'll hang up and listen, I'm sorry. Welcome to Two Goalies, One Mike, an in-depth look and behind-the-mask conversation about the greatest game on earth, where everything goes and nothing's off limits. Now I'll tell you something about this guy. This is only three minutes, eh? Whammo! Welcome, everybody. I'll hang up and listen. Brought to you by Fatty Beer Company, Western New York's premier market and tap room. Eight different Western New York locations open seven days a week from 11.30 a.m. till 10.30 p.m. and later with live music and trivia at all eight locations and over 300 beers to choose from. That is like might be the first time I got that right. 100% of the first try. And Buffalo Go Apparel. One of the best places to get all of your Buffalo sports apparel needs from your shirts, your hats, to your hoodies. Make sure you check out at Buffalo Go Co. on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I have a lot of great stuff to choose from. Uh, and check them out because they're going to be doing our merch very soon. Uh, they were teasing it this week on Instagram. So go check them out uh, and uh, see what they have to offer. Joined by one of the original OGs of the podcast. Uh, been on hiatus for a while. Ty B, you have returned to all hang up and listen. You were at the game tonight. Um, you were pretty rowdy from what you told us. Uh, tell us how you're feeling. First time, long time, Dwayne. Before I get into it, need an upper decker. <laughs> need to crack a brew. I love it. That's just the way the team makes me feel nowadays. I mean, I went to the game Tuesday. I went to the game tonight. It was a completely different team. There was no transitional play. Yes, they got a shit ton of shots off. No one's crashing to the net. There's no second chances. There's no nothing. And you want to talk about compete level and this and that. That's it right there. When you're down two goals late in the game and you need to get back into it, you need to get to the net. You need to get your stick down. Do anything you can. And these guys are just all over the place and just let the puck go flying by them, let alone uh, you're down by two goals, right? Goal differential means nothing. We're 10 points out of the playoffs right now, right? Yep. Three minutes left. That goalie should be gone. You need two goals. He should be gone immediately. Granado's not even thinking about it yet. I'm screaming. Everyone else around me is like, what is he doing? Like, Why is he not pulling him? Yeah. It blows my mind how everyone in the arena knows the right play and the head coach doesn't at this point. And something needs to change. And it, whether it's him, the assistants, whatever, because I've been a big proponent of Matt Ellis and these other guys who've been a big 
point of, you know, what's gone wrong with Granado's tenure here, but you can't excuse it any longer. No, I, I agree with you, man. Like everyone knows my feelings on the assistant coaches, Matt Ellis being on top of the list. Like, I think you did Don Granado a huge disservice to start it. Like, you know what I mean? Like when you, when you have, we'll call him a rookie NHL head coach. He's been around the game his entire life. We'll call him what it is. He's a rookie NHL head coach. He's been an assistant before, but his first time being the bench boss, you should want to surround him with experience, right? Like guys who have been not even just former players, but guys who have been to the playoffs either as an assistant, maybe a, a, a recycled head coach, you know, people who who know the ins and outs of of, be, of what it takes to be an NHL head coach or an assistant at the very least. Uh, everybody knows the story about Mike Pekka. He wanted to be on the bench. They wanted to make him the eye in the sky. Instead, he wouldn't want that. That's why he went to the Rangers, and he's thriving in New York. They already talked about him being a head coach as early as next season. Um, yeah. Anywhere else, it, it, I, I think they, they, they did him wrong because maybe they weren't cheap. I don't know. I, 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 you can use any excuse in the books at this point. The fact is they made a mistake yet again uh, when it comes to figuring out what you're doing with this coaching staff. Don Cronado is a good developer of talent. We've seen that. Like he's coached throughout you know, pretty much every level and been successful, but he's never been a head coach at the NHL level, which is a completely different ball game. And when you don't have assistant coaches who've been there, you look in – to other leagues like the NFL and you kind of see like what happened with Sean McDermott. Why was he so successful early on? He had Leslie Frazier. Yeah. Sean McDermott's a defensive guy, but he can lean on Leslie. He doesn't have to be there all the time. He can, you know, lend an extra ear over to the offense, help out with them because he can lend his defensive expertise on knowing his counters for what the offense is going to do to work that out. So you need that dichotomy where like you have guys who have different skills in terms of your coaches whereas we have Matt Ellis who has less than 20 career goals. Uh, Sam Reinhardt has over 20 power play goals this year, which is more than the entire Buffalo Sabres have as a whole. Yep. So let's talk about the real problem here. Why is this man still here? Um, As I walked out of the game, as we gave up yet another empty net goal for no reason, because Darlene, I don't know what he did. He just completely the pocket the blue line, yeah. Completely fumbled on the on the blue line there. That was terrible. That's on him hundred um, percent. But you give that up. I go right down to the end of the aisle behind the net in the three hundreds. Quick fire, Don Granado. <laughs> are not happy. Like there is a problem when the Bandits have two times the amount of fans in the arena than the Buffalo Sabers do. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. It's true. It's not even just this year, man. It was even for parts of last year, too. Like, I was so looking forward to looking forward to games this year. Yeah, I mean, like, I I was looking forward to that. Like, you were at the end of last season. I almost almost split season tickets. Yeah, dude, me too. I almost had my dad. You know, we so like I had the tickets forever with my dad when he when that arena first opened, and then my cousin used to get them, so I used to split seasons with him. And then after my that, my dad decided he wanted to get season tickets, so I went in on with M&M, and then I just told him like a couple of years ago, I'm like, I can't, I, I can't justify it. I can't justify it because you get to this point in the season now, tickets are ten dollars. Yeah, and, and you're, you're you're like you can't even give your tickets away. No, I. 
So I was going to the game Tuesday. I was out at the bar beforehand, and some guy's like, oh, you guys are in Sabres jerseys? You guys are going to the game? We're like, oh, yeah, yeah. And he's like, you guys just want my tickets? And we're like, well, we got four, and we're, like, split up. So, like, yeah, we'll just take the four together, like, in the corner. Yeah, right. Sure. Like, yeah, thank you. Like, it's it's at that point, again, where it's so embarrassing where, like, the attendance is getting so low and someone gives you tickets for free, and it's, like, an obligation to go to the arena. Dude, you couldn't you couldn't pay me. And you're talking about me, like, a guy who I'm – like, even before I had the sponsors, like, I'm here after every game talking about this team. I could be doing other stuff, man. Like, I could be sleeping right now for all I care. I'm 36 years old. Like, I need all the sleep I can get. I, 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 I mean, I'm here. I'm here talking about them. I'm just as passionate as I was, not am I? I am now as I was three years ago, and I, I'm just speechless at this point. I like I, they come off having a game where they score. They, yeah, they they win seven nothing, but the game before the post the post game, uh, before their coach calls them out for being too soft, not going to the net enough, the effort calls out calls out all these things. And then you respond with a seven nothing never, and it's not like they played bad offensively tonight. I'll give them that they they outshot them seventeen to seven in the second period, like they had their opportunities. But to your point, like you're not getting those second opportunities. You're not you're playing against Stolars. Yeah, dude. Like again, we make a backup goaltender look like Ryan Miller or Dominic Ashick. Like everyone's like, why is the over under six and a half? I'm like, well, you got two backup goalies playing against each other, and Stolars yeah. is standing on his head because the Buffalo Sabers. Don't Jordan Greenway just shooting directly at the logo after taking like four seconds on a little delay toey, yeah, (laughs) right to the logo. What are you doing? At least put it the fucking pad so we can get a rebound. Like, try to make a positive play. Like, what are you? I don't understand any of these players' mindsets because they don't look like they're trying to help each other. They don't look like they're trying to play well for themselves to get a good contract. They just look like they're on the ice. (laughs) It looks like it's Disney on ice. You're not wrong. One thing I want to talk about, too, is just like, you know, we'll talk about a few things, but Peyton Krebs, it, it, I don't, I, he's there's so much more to that kid than the stat line. It's you, it's you, terrible. Like you put him out there again with with Gergensons and whoever the hell else, and like he's the only one out there flying around. He's making plays. He's getting on the puck, and he has no one to pass it to. Nobody, nobody, absolutely no one. And then he gets moved up the other day, has a very successful day, and he gets moved right back down. And then you move Akposo up to the first line with uh with Skinner. And uh, Thompson, like, what are you, what are you doing? The guy is steps behind on every single play, and we're trying to play in transition. We're like a generally a fast team with our younger players in the forward position outside of that line. So when you put Ocposo up there, that just holds everything off, and it, it made zero sense today why they made that move when things were going very well on Tuesday. And when you watch him, when you just focus in on him, just the, the quickness of his hands, his speed, his creativity, he's a smart hockey player. And don't get me wrong, I appreciate all the extra things he's going to develop out of his game, playing in that check-in role. Guy. Guys. Like, 
he's he's a little he's a little instigator. He's a little agitator out there. Great, I'm glad about that. He's fearless. I'm happy about that. I'm glad he's been able to pick up those things from playing in that role. But at what point are you going to give the kid who was a piece of arguably the biggest trade in your franchise's history next to Dominic Hasek, which wasn't even supposed to be a big trade at the time? Like, so we'll, we'll, we'll just call the Jack Eichel trade for what it was. It was the biggest trade in franchise history because of who it was, what he was supposed to mean for the team, what we went through to get him, what he was getting paid. He was the fucking captain. Yep. He was a big part of that trade along with Alex Tuck in that first round pick. And you're treating him the way Ralph Kruger treated Jeff Skinner. Pretty much. How do you that's expect ex- him to succeed in That's these exactly roles? what's happening. And then, meanwhile, you got Gergensons and Akposo and these other guys skating in these roles where you could be bringing up guys like Kulik, like Rosen, like Oslin to step in and play in a third, fourth-line role but have some speed, have a little bit of skill in there. And that's what the NHL is nowadays. When you look at these lightning teams that have been so successful for the past decade, it's not it's not just Stamkos. It's not just uh, Kucherov. Like you look at guys like Sorelli and all these other guys who have stepped up from third, fourth line roles and have moved on and are even succeeding in bigger spots for other teams at this point just because of cap casualties. Like guys like Alex Kalorn, like Alex Kalorn is an incredible player. And he was like a third, fourth line forgotten guy there, but he was one of the most important players in some of those Stanley cup years. And we don't have anybody like that. And you have these old guys who are holding those spots from young guys who can come in and step into those roles. And that's what really frustrated me in this offseason is, hey, you're going to bring back Gergensen, you're going to bring back Akposo, and like you're just holding up roster spots on all these young guys. You're clogging everything up. We know we have a lot of players in this similar kind of age gap, right? You can't keep everybody here just because of the way the salary cap is and everything. So you have to figure out who's going to work and who's not. Who's going to work with what players? And you have to move on from guys before other teams are like, all right, this guy's done. You know what I mean? You have to figure out your puzzle pieces before the other teams figure out like these guys might not be as good or, hey, this guy might just figure out or work better in our system. So move them on then. So like you're just going to put yourself in a very tough situation where you're dumping these big first round players, you know, for poker chips at that point. And it's it's really not worth it. Like you have to figure out what you have in house and they're just not doing that. When you look at those. 0506 Sabres, what happened? Like you brought all those young guys up and yep. you let them that figure things out. And you didn't like you didn't clog that up with a bunch of old, you know, retreads down there. Like you brought everyone up and like Pominville came up, he played well, he stayed up. And that's what it should be for all these guys. And they're not even getting those chances. Like they play well, they just get sent right back down. It doesn't matter. Agreed. Listen, I uh Transitioning from that, your point you did bring up, a, a, an excellent point. Why is Kyle Ocposo still on the top line? Like, if anything, you have two guys on that line that are struggling. Well, I wouldn't say Jeff Skinner struggles. He's always going to score goals. But Tage Thompson is struggling. He's struggling. Yeah. I think he's been playing hurt since I the think, second week. I think season. it might be a shoulder injury, just the way yeah, his shots don't have the same. Yeah. He just didn't have the same snap on the shot. It's, he, he's it's so, he's playing. He's playing through. He's pain. all over the place, though. Yeah. But you're putting – you're putting a guy on that line that just 
and I, he's on the I, first I power play badly about Kyle. He was on the first power play in front of the net. Yeah. Like I get it. He goes to the net. I get it. He's a thick body. Like I, I get that, but you have a guy that goes to the net already in the line. Like Jeff Skinner makes his paycheck from sitting in those areas. And Cousins where does he score small. most of his put goals? Cousins in the, just put Cousins in the middle. His hands are way faster to get on, on a deflection or anything. Like he can battle in front of the net. And then you bring in another skill winger, so then Cousins doesn't have to play off on the side. Like, yeah, it, it just doesn't make it. Or, or Peyton Krebs even. He's played the. Yeah. He's played up the middle. He's playing the middle. Even Peyton Krebs. Give him like, a chance. Like uh, I, I honestly, got honestly, got like what? What is stopping you at this point? We listen. They're not going to. He's fire trying Granado. everything they else. Have to lose fifteen straight from the fire Granado at this point because Terry his extension has it won't even hasn't even kicked in yet. It doesn't kick in until the start of next season. So like Terry Pagula doesn't want to pay another guy. He's probably still paying Ralph Kruger. He doesn't want to pay Don Granado too to not coach for him. Like so, chances are we're stuck with with Don Granado until next season. Until so figure out some new assistants. Exactly. Give the these guys a chance. Steve Bennett, who's a good friend of mine. Came on this came on this show with me and he said, you know, if this was the plan all season to start to, coaching is, is to keep right. developing what we did last year and, and, and to continue, then why did we bring back Kyle Ocposo and Zemgus Gergensen? Why not give those spots to players who can help you more offensively? Yeah. Instead, instead nothing against Zemgus Gergensen. Listen, I think Gergensen is a very valued player in this league. He is. There's going to be a lot of teams, Boston especially, they're going to be interested in a guy like him because he's a shutdown forward. He's great on the penalty kill. You know, he never stops skating. You know, he's hungry. He wants to play in the playoffs. He's never been there. But if this was the plan, why did you re-sign Jost? Why did you bring back Kyle Ocposo? Like, what leadership qualities is he giving you that are showing there on and off the ice? Because we've seen it too many times this season where they don't show up at puck drop. Oh, hundred percent. I I make this I make this joke all the time because the Sabers do it, where they go down two goals, and I'm just like, oh, you got to go down two goals until you come back. Me and my buddies do it when we're online playing chell, and like, we actually come back because like we wake up. <laughs> that wakes yeah. us up. The Sabers go down two goals, and they're like, oh, there's a game today. <laughs> Like what's what's going on here? Like you know, like it, they just if you if you bring back a guy like Kyle Poso, and from the things I heard this off season from rumblings, it was like Poso basically said he wasn't going to resign unless Gergensen's did. So the team had to offer both, so they did. So stupid. and if so stupid. yeah, and if that's the case, you shouldn't have resigned either of them. Because what we've seen from this team is complete inconsistency. So if you're bringing him back to be a leader, what is he leading us in? I, I, listen, I, I agree with you. I <laughs> I'd rather just give you. Tuck the C and just be like, I'm glad we I'm bleed, not. We bleed for this. We bleed. We bleed for this city, and that's it. Like if we lose, we lose. But we're gonna go out on our shield every night, and they don't. They don't even try. Oh. Look at the end of the game tonight. Gave up two empty net goals. They looked like shit after we pulled the goalie. Yeah. And an extra attacker doesn't mean anything to this team. Right? This no, game. it doesn't. The power play doesn't mean anything. When we were one of, the, one of the best power plays last year. The, actual, the power play means absolutely nothing this year. 
No. And meanwhile, you look at the Rangers and you look at their power play, and I don't even want to get back into it, but it's it's night and day, what we could have had and what we do have. Yeah, agreed. Couldn't agree with you more. And the deadline's less than a month away. Is it? It's March 8th. So, yeah, we're less than a month away, about three weeks away. And, like, Kevin Adams has a lot of decision to make. He's got one guy out there who's constantly in the trade talks and Casey Middlestat. What do they do with him? Do they do they trade him? Do they bring him back? What's he going to demand? I'm I'm actually, believe it or not, like, I want to keep a guy like Casey because of he what wants he to be here. Huh? He wants to be here. He, exactly. He's and if, made it, he, and he's made it very clear. He's not like, Oh, my name's in there. Like, we'll see what happens. Like, I just yeah, you I want, want, you know, want a contract. I just want to be, you know, whatever. He, no, he's like, no, I want to be in Buffalo. I want to be with these guys. That's that's a really good sign. And it's been slow development, and we've seen the Sabres move on from a few guys, You especially in the goaltender position, uh, when you look at the past. And you look at all these other guys every single year in the playoffs, guys like Nikita Zadorov and – you know, insert any other name, guys who are making long playoff runs year after year. William Carrier, like yeah, all these, yeah. a couple it's of Zach Cassian, like all these guys. Uh, yeah, Sam Reinhart. It just it, yeah, it, I, it just goes to show what we could have had if we had competent, whatever it is, front office yeah. coaching, anything. Yeah, I mean scouting, <laughs> like. Hey, listen, I we had the talent. We've always had it here. We have a top six. We have a top, solid top six, a really solid top six. Yeah. I, I don't think we could have predicted this type of regression. Obviously I think I forget who was it that tweeted it out earlier. The man games law, like how many players played at least like 70 something games last year compared to this year. Like we had a, a very large amount of our, of our better players play for the most part, almost the entire season last year. And this year it's nothing close to that. Yeah. So far, it won't be anything close to that. But like for, for me, it's just like, I, I don't know. Like, you have to expect the regression. How is the only offensive player that you added this season, the 18-year-old kid you drafted? Like, that is my You didn't even expect to add him to the roster. No, you didn't expect him to play as well he as he did. fully played himself into it. A hundred percent. And listen, I'm not like, I know his play, his play has dropped off quite a bit. And he has he had a long cold streak. He's he not he's not putting he's... up points, but if you yeah. watch the game, yeah, he is the one player every single shift never stops that skating. is giving a hundred percent. His feet are moving the entire time. His forecheck is exceptional. Like he causes so many turnovers in the corners on other teams. It's just the other offenders are just just dipping back too early. Like no one's down there to recover the puck with him. Like he's. Zach Benson is going to be a very, very, very good player because he understands where he has to go to get goals. Literally, yeah. He is one of very few players to come into the league at this age that understands you have to go into corners, you have to get to the front of the net, you have to get you have to get dirty at some points. And the Sabres in general just don't want to do that. My dog wants to right now. She's squeaking her toy. Like she loves getting into it. But the Sabres don't. <laughs> not only do not only do we get Ty B back on the show, but we get an appearance from the dog. I love it. Um, I I couldn't agree with you more, man. And at, at, at some point, something's got to give. 
you, you can't have a deadline this year like you had last year. Jordan Greenway can't be the move. You know what I mean? Like, I understand that you're going to be a seller, like, but you can still also be a buyer. I, I'd like that move just because of the potential upside on something like that. Yeah. Like, Greenway's a great, you know, bottom I like six Greenway. forward. I love Greenway's play. Guy, yeah. yeah, perfect. Like, he is another guy who is generally moving his feet. Tonight, he looked pretty sluggish, though. Like, he was not doing what he normally does. He seemed a little bit off tonight. On Tuesday, he was all over the place. He was like, the best player on the ice Tuesday. hundred um, percent. It, it's just, it's just weird. I just don't get the inconsistencies, especially like you're not traveling, you're not doing anything, nothing's going on in Buffalo. The weather's shitty. What are you doing in between Tuesday and Thursday that's throwing you off that bad? Yeah. When the Panthers played last night, they're coming on a back to back, and you look like the team who was sluggish when you had a day off at home. Like, there is a big problem with that, yeah, against a backup goalie. Yep. Exactly. We got you a have lot to of take advantage of this. Gallery. Top line, Will Skinner has disappeared. Tage tries but can't finish. And Akposo is Akposo. Agreed. Classy move by Reinhardt passing instead of scoring on the open net. I tweeted it out like, wow, man, he's a nice guy. Like, because he could have totally – he could have totally Ridley Grieged that. <clears throat> we we needed – would have. Me and my buddies needed him for our parlay, so I was like, please shoot it. Yeah. And then he didn't, and I was that's when we left. Uh yeah. Cause I'm like, well, hopefully we scored one because we had plus two and a half at that point. And I was yeah. just like, Oh man. I, I listen, I uh I was really hoping for for I, I would have respected it so much. And, and, and like the Montour too, Montour looked great out there. He's been great for the Panthers ever since we dealt him there. For a third round pick, mind you, it was a third round pick. Like, guy has just been an absolute monster on the blue line uh, for Florida. Who was who was the other guy we sent down there, and he was a defenseman. He was like playing forward for him and scored a hat trick. Like, it blows my mind the shit that happens from. This oh, game. it was uh, ah, uh, God, um, Pissick. Pesek, I think Mark it was. Pesek, yeah. I think it was Pesek, yeah. Pesek, yeah. Uh, Mark Pesek. Hops on yeah. forward, gets a fucking hat <laughs> on another team. Like we're just a farm, that just we're goes just to a farm club for teams that get better. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't want to hear any excuse about how we were injured. You pump forty shots on any goalie, you should get at least one goal. Couldn't agree with you more. You should uh, at least get one. Not the surprising odds, they odds capped off a seven favorite. nothing shutout by getting shut out. Typical Sabers from our favorite guy Mauricio. Thompson, Middlestep, Benson all had decent looks. The score, forwards panic, lose faith, rush, lack, any scoring, touch, scoring, finesse, Paterka played out of control with Cousins. No synchronicity changed the lines. I don't disagree with you. Panthers standards, ta- Panthers standards talent, another stratosphere, including coaching players. Look why like an- one of the top teams in the, uh, in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. Well, even in our group chat, I, mean, uh, I think it was – it's crazy though how we usually play up against the best. That's what I'm teams. saying. Like, we've beat, we've beat every single. Yeah, we like, beat all the good teams. So why, yeah. like, why would you expect us to to? I mean, it, this was a game going into the third period. It was only two nothing. We are all we, over them too. And yeah, this, like, like so we just they, couldn't score. Think that yeah. it was an automatic loss. What because we're missing Uko Pekalukinen? I mean, sure, he's been fantastic, top three goalie in the league uh, since since the year started. Comrie played well. Yeah, Comrie played definitely more than good enough to win tonight. 100%. They just couldn't but, score. Uh, yeah. 
Clifton had better scoring chances. I do want to talk about Connor Clifton because Connor Clifton had some great fucking looks tonight. He did. He's like me playing defense in Chell right now because I don't know what the hell they did to the tuners. They were supposed to like increase shooting from further away, and I get so many good looks. And goalie's like, Shh. Just, yeah, Shh. dude. Like it's thought, it blows my mind. I, I he's Clifton just getting he's really been getting very good. unlucky. Um, he did have some good looks, and he's been seeing with guys in front. Like there was a good time I think where Akposa was in front and had a chance at the rebound and just did not see it. Yeah. Uh, Adams is responsible for the makeup of this team, and he has failed at bringing in enough players with grit and not realizing this is a problem. I agree. This team doesn't have – I've said this a thousand times. I will beat this dead horse, and I will die on this hill alone if I have to. This team needs role players. They don't need high-level, elite-level talent guys. They have those guys in their top six, You know, guys that they expect to be them. You, what you need is, to your point earlier, guys like Alex Kalorn, like a Daniel Strong, you know, a Blake. I said his name a thousand times. I'll keep saying it. Blake Coleman, even Nazem Kadri, who who, who scores, who puts a lot of points up, but a guy who when they're out there, everyone keeps saying Scott Lawton. Yeah, know. even him. I, even I, him. I, I wouldn't just, mind it. I just wouldn't mind him. Someone go to the net and someone just push someone around. Listen, you need guys like that. This team, Sometimes. especially. You need guys that are going to make players yeah. look over their shoulder that are, are that they hate playing against. Find a guy on this team right now that teams played hate against, played hate playing against, other than number twenty six. Yeah, one hundred percent. So, Dwayne, before I hop off here, this is exactly what I'm going to go to. You know, I'm a big analytics guy, but there's a lot of things the numbers cannot explain in terms of you know creating discrepancies in front of the net. Um, you know, causing trouble in the corners, things like that. Guys like Scott Lawton and stuff like that. People who can create a little bit of turmoil can allow some of your offensive players to get free because then you get another guy who jumps down into the corner, you pass it out into the front, boom, wide open. Uh, you have to make those plays. You have to have guys who are willing to make those plays, Agreed. who are willing to take those hits. The Buffalo Sabres don't have anyone who are willing to take hits and who are willing to do those things. You have to get grimy. You have to do what you have to do to score goals when they're not going in. It doesn't matter if you take 60 shots. It doesn't matter if you take 20 shots. You have to put something in the back of the net. And if you don't, you have to figure out a fucking way. And You have to score the grind. And if goals. not, peace. Peace. Listen, thanks, Ty B, for hopping on, bud. Hope to have you on again soon. Um, I'll be back for sure. For sure. Had, had to get some off my chest tonight though. Fire Granada. Welcome on every post game, bud. You're, you're a member of the family, uh, from Nick Raintree. Benson makes a team because it's the Sabres. He doesn't make most other teams in the NHL season. Um, maybe some, but I think Zach Benson would have made it hard for a lot of other teams in the league to, to say no. Yes. We were desperate need for, a difference maker offensively, and maybe Buffalo had much higher hopes than what they're getting right now. But at the end of the day, he's 18 years old. Like, in you know, he isn't fully grown into his body. He's going to grow more. He's going to get bigger. He's going to put on more mass. Um, he's going to be more of a pest out there. He's going to be a, a fucking a nightmare to play against in a few years. But I think that Zach Benson on, on even even some better teams in this league with the way he played in preseason and the way he played in his first seven six seven games. Uh, in the regular season, I think they would have made the same decision. But with that being said, 
that was the problem for Buffalo. They did they needed help offensively. They 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 did they legitimately did nothing to add to this roster offensively. That was their addition, and that's a huge fucking problem. Um, Benson is a decent player, yet he looks lacks scoring touch. I I, I grant, agreed. I think scoring touch comes with experience. Um, I think we've seen the scoring touch in, in small sample sizes this year, but he needs to be surrounded with more talent. He needs more experience, and he needs to put on more size. I remember when uh, Sam Reinhart, his what would have been his rookie year, uh, the first go around when he played his first seven games, and they sent him to Rochester. They told him, or they sent him a junior. They didn't send a junior to Rochester camera. But Tim Murray told him, we need you to go in the gym. They give him, put him on a diet regimen. They said, you need to be in the gym this often. You need to be doing the, these types of workouts. And, you know, we'll talk, you know, about getting you back in this lineup next season. And he made the team next season. Um, he, second overall pick or not, shouldn't guarantee you a spot on the team. Uh, I, I think that was a good decision at the time by Tim Murray. I don't think we will buy at the deadline. I'm not saying you have to buy, but you can sell, but still bring in guys with term. Um, and I think you have the assets in your system to do that. Um, especially with a, a team like Calgary who literally in San Jose too, teams that have guys with term on their rosters that are just saying, Hey, like we're, we're for sale. We have guys for sale outside of the obvious players, uh, from David, he'll sit on his hands. Um, it has to be coaching and not just Granado agreed. We've been saying this on this program. On this post game, on two goalies on Mike for a long time. It's everybody around Granado as well. It's not just him. Everybody that leaves seems to play great. That was Fitzgerald. Uh, not sure if you're talking about Casey Fitzgerald, but uh, he was talking about Casey, uh, Mark Pissick as well because Pissick played for Florida as well. Benson leads a team team in getting knocked down again. These are things that'll come for him when he puts more size on when he as he gets older. He is. He isn't a fully matured adult yet. He's only 18. He's a kid. Solar's got his Saros mode going in the locker room. No goals. It has be, it's been beaten to death by everyone. We need someone on our team that is going to make a difference both on and off the ice. What the fuck, Kevin? Agree with you, Chris. Uh, we don't we, we don't have a guy. We don't have role players on this team that are going to make a difference on and off the ice. That their play in the bottom six will resonate throughout your entire lineup. And, you know, Boost everybody else's play. And everybody who's played, not just hockey, but really any any competitive sport, there are guys on that team that help you elevate your play. And, you know, I hate keep referring it to that Boston Red Sox team because I am a Boston Red Sox team. But after they blew a 15-game lead on the wild card, what was it? I can't remember which year, 2012 or whatever it was. They, uh, they came back. They, the next season, after fire after firing their their man, manager, they got rid of the cancer players in the team that didn't give a shit, and they brought in role players and Mike Napoli and Johnny Gomes and Shane Victorino, and they won the World Series the very next season. I'm not saying the Sabres are going to win a Stanley Cup when you do that. It's not going to happen. Um, but players that are going to resonate through your lineup in those bottoms in that bottom six role that keeps you on your toes that. You know, when you see them go out there laying out, blocking shots, running people through the boards, you know, going harder than that, coming back with their face beat and tattered after a fight, like, they're just going to resonate through your team. It's just going to go to the first, like, shit, man. Look what that guy just went through to, you know, to just a guy who gets getting eight to ten total minutes a night 
or however many minutes, 12 minutes a night. And he's putting his body through that. He's putting himself through that. You know, I got to elevate my play. Like every team has that. Every good team has that. We don't have that right now. We just don't. Um, and it drives me absolutely nuts. Uh, Adams is my biggest problem. He didn't do anything at free agency and hasn't made trades to surround these guys with talent. We have too many prospects and not enough NHL caliber players. Yes, I agree. I think I, I, I am happy with the top six. I am. I'm not happy with the way they're playing now, but like on paper, that is a top six. It's supposed to be like fairly near the top of the league, you know, top echelon of the league, you know, not the bottom half. Uh, and they're just regressed so much playing through injuries. I know we don't like using the injuries as an excuse, but it's, it's, it's true. Um, but your bottom six is so bad. It's just so bad. And you're not getting enough from them. And you're not getting the type of play you need from them. Not even just on the score sheet, just from all around. You, uh, too often you have guy, t- guys that just go through the motions every night. You know, when you start your bottom six for the game, they don't set the tone early. Listen, I'm getting tired of talking about it. I really am. We're going on 40 minutes here, and I'll hang up and listen. I'll, uh, I'm going to call it an early night uh, here as we just we're approaching 11 o'clock at night. Rob Ray mentioned Skolar's weakness is upper levels of net because he goes into butterfly and falls down early. Player shot at his feet and chest all night. A lot of shots into his crest tonight, I will say that. You know, as many shots as we had, um, a lot of those shots came on the perimeter. Um, so I think he made some decent saves tonight, some nice saves, but you need to make it harder. You need to make it harder for him. So remember guys, it's brought to you by fatty beer company, Western New York's premier marketing tap room with over 300 beers to choose from at eight different Western New York locations open seven days a week from 1130 AM till 1030 PM. And later live entertainment, music, and trivia at all eight locations all week long. Make sure you go check out Fatty Beer Company. You can find them at Fatty Beer on Instagram and Twitter. And, of course, Buffalo Logo Co. or Buffalo Logo Apparel, uh, one of the better spots, best spots to get all of your Buffalo sports apparel needs, whether it's your shirts, your hats, your hoodies. They have it all over there, all the local designs. They support local businesses. You should go check out Brother Bill's. Uh, everyone, who, if you're a Bill's fan, you know who Brother Bill is. Go check out his line of clothes right now. You can find, you know, Buff, uh, Buffalo Logo is a supporter of that. Uh, go check him out at Buffalo Logo Co. on Instagram and Twitter, uh, buffalogoco.com. Uh, I am Dwayne from Two Goalies, One Mike, signing off. Guys, we will talk to you again uh, next time. I don't even know when the next Eagles game is right now. I'm not going to look it up. So whenever that game is, you will hear from us. I think we might record tomorrow. Myself and Connor, we'll see on an episode two goalies and Mike. So keep an eye out for that. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you go subscribe. We appreciate it. Hit a like on this video. Uh, give us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It really does help the show quite a bit. I will talk to you later. I'll hang, I'll hang up and listen. Oops, uh, savers.
Connie Thiessen, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent. Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.